0: Uh, I am a married man. If you don't know who I am, my name is Kyle, and I'm one of the pastors here. I'm married to Grace, who is actually in the other side of the building, taking care of all the little kids, and together we've got two children. If you haven't seen us before, I've got a photo that's going to come up on the screen and you can check us out. This photo is the, what I would say, like a profile photo, all right? (laughs) picture perfect, profile photo. So that is our family there. It's Grace. She's got Joshua, our oldest son. He is three years, three months. Uh, Love him. Love doing rumble tumbles. Then we've got Josiah. He is a, uh, he is, he is Josiah. There's no word to describe him. He is out there. He's outgoing, just so full of life. He is one year, nine months. But that is our family. That is our Picture-perfect, Instagram-worthy photo. About uh, five minutes after this, I will show another photo of what that looks like. Five minutes after this, nice. And there we go. So that's a bit more of a reality sort of image there. It's just absolute chaos. Josiah wants to get out. He wants some food. And Joshua's about ready for his nap. So that is our family there. I love my boys. I love being a dad. It's such a special time in your life, you know, when you have the responsibility of raising up these little kids and yes, they are a blessing. have got to remind ourselves that a lot sometimes, that our children are a blessing from God. One of the things that we like to do as a family is go out for adventures in our weekends. And obviously during winter, we're kind of restricted because of weather, but we still try to make the most of our time together. And so an adventure could look like heading down to the river, going along the walking track there, might be going to the beach, the skate park, the boys, they love to ride their scooters Well, actually I ride the scooters and I had a big KO the other, not a knockout, I did not get knocked out. But I had a big bail the other week and scraped up my my arm. I like to think I'm a lot younger than I am. But we love doing family adventures. Sometimes we just roll out a mat in the lounge, put the TV on, and we just have fish and chips in the lounge. That's enough of an adventure for our children. One thing that I've learned being a parent, especially when you're raising kids, is that timing is everything. Timing is everything, especially with toddlers, right? You've got to have a certain routine. You've got to tick off all these boxes before you head outside off to church or off to kindy or off to any kind of play date or whatever. There's a lot of things you have to tick off in order for everything to run smoothly. I didn't use time very well last weekend. Um, Joshua had a birthday party, and uh, it was getting close to the time we are just within the hour window. Then Grace was like, hey... When you're heading off to the party, and so I hadn't done my research, I hadn't seen where it was, all I knew was that it was called Laugh-a-Lots. laugh a is an awesome indoor playground facility for kids and parents. I give it the, uh, the vote myself. Anyway, so I did a quick little Apple search, Laugh-a-Lots, where is it? The first one to pop up, Lower Hut, 58 minutes. Wow, I've got 45 minutes to get there. I was not ready, Joshua was not sorted. Quickly got ourselves together, in the car we went, and then off to Lower Hutt. We arrived there about 15 minutes late, pulled into the car park, parked the car, looked around. I was like, hang on a second. I don't notice any of these cars. I looked around because it was the Milne's um, son's birthday, by the way, and, and the Milne's have got a, um, a, a people mover for sure. They've got a lot of kids in their tribe. So I don't, I don't see their car anywhere, so I was like, oh no, I hope I haven't got the wrong one. I remember Grace said something about Porirua earlier. Let me just check again on my Apple Maps. Searched it up again, came up with lower hut, and then surely, certain enough, three below that it said Door, and I was like, oh my goodness. So I went to the wrong place, I was already running late, and then I had to shoot across to Door again, Joshua fell asleep on the trip, which was a good thing by the way, but after an hour's delay, we finally managed to get there. Timing is everything, alright, timing is everything. As a dad, as a father, I want to be intentional with the time that I have Not just with my kids, but with the opportunities that I have around me. Time flies. Can we all agree on that? Time flies. Time waits for no one. And it is said that lost time is never found. That clock just keeps on ticking, right? Sometimes we wish we could just pause it or skip parts, but that will just keep on moving through. Psalm chapter 90 verses 12 (coughs) says this. So teach us. To number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. I like what John Wesley said, 17th century theologian and evangelist. He puts it this way in his commentary. He says, teach us to consider the shortness of life and the certainty and speediness of death, that we may heartily devote ourselves to true wisdom. And I think that commentary really nails it on the head. At the beginning of the year, Pastor Adam did a series on wisdom. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go onto the website and, and have a watch through really good sermons there. But he summed up wisdom saying this. Wisdom is the correct use of knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. You can have knowledge, but not wisdom. You can be knowledgeable, but knowledge alone does not make one wise. So the psalmist is saying, in order for us to live wisely, to put our time where it matters most, we need to understand how short and precious and valuable our life is. Jeremy Taylor, the 16th century Church of England cleric, said this, God hath given man a short time here upon earth, and yet, upon this short time, eternity depends. We've got to make the most of this time that we have. Every moment counts. James 4 14, it says, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. It's a good scripture. Good reading here. No one knows how long they have to live. Our time here on earth is so short. We can be here today and gone tomorrow. And just like Libby's story, life is so precious. It can go so quickly. So church, how do we spend our time? That is the question that we're going to be unfolding this morning. If time was a currency, where would you be spending it? How would you be investing the time that is on your hands? What things are you putting your life and yourself into that are growing you? Now, we all do different things here in this room, right? We've all got different jobs. We've all got different personalities, different makeup of our family. We've all got different interests and different hobbies. I like Formula One. Anybody else like Formula One? Yeah, all right, sweet. Let's talk afterwards. I need to find some Formula One buddies. we all got different things that we do, right? Different hobbies, different interests. But if there's one thing that all of us have in common, it's the number of hours that we get in a day. Despite your upbringing, despite what's going on in your life, we all have the same number of hours in a day. 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days in a year. Put that across a year, you have 8,760 hours to work with, to spend. And with all of our differences and the things that fill up our days, how many hours do we spend doing what we do? So that is the question. How many hours. As Pastor Adam said at the start of the year, I did an activity which helped me map out exactly where I was spending my time. And to be honest, I was shocked. Um, I was convicted. I was like, I thought I was a lot better than that. Surely I thought I was a lot more, um, yeah, Christian. Not. I was like, like, my goodness, I'm spending time there? Really? Wow. But when you put everything together over the course of the year, you can really get a good view of what you're doing. Because as you go through your days, right, 10 minutes here, another 10 there, an hour here, it only seems like a small little slice of the pie, but if you add that together over the course of the year, it really does give you a good picture of how you're spending your time. So consider this, church, a bit of a warrant of fitness check, all right? We're going to do a bit of a waff uh, in this room on how we spend our time, just as a car goes in to get checked up to make sure everything's working as it should. We're going to do the same thing here. And my hope is that you'll get a bird's eye view on how maybe you're spending some of your time. But hopefully this will leave you with something to think about and to talk with one another after the service. So here I have a mapped out chart. Can everybody see these larger squares? A larger square represents one week. And with every large square, there's a whole lot of small ones, and that's the hours contained in a week. So we have 52 of these big ones in here. And all those small ones are ours, so who's ready to see how they spend their time? Let's go. First activity that we all do, all right? I'm just going to cover a few this morning. The first one that each and every single one of us does is sleep, all right? That's a good one. Sleep is a very good one. Who loves sleep? Yeah. Yeah, amen. That is right. Sleep. The average New Zealand adult, which is the recommended amount of time that we should be sleeping, is eight hours per night. Now, you put that across an entire year, that is 2,920 hours. Put that in weeks, that is 17.16 hours that we spend sleeping. So here we go. That is a big block of our year spent sleeping. But you guys should be like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I saw a lot of people be like, ooh, ooh. we you've got to understand sleep is good, right? It's not a waste of time. We need sleep. It's good for your health. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. It's good for the people around you. Yeah? It's good for other people's souls and your soul as well. jeepers! Oh, my goodness. Sleep is not a waste of time. God designed us to sleep. Understand and know that sleep is a part of the design and your makeup that God has for you. Psalm 127 verse 2 says, For he grants sleep to those he loves. He loves you. If you're sleeping, know that he loves you. All right? God loves you. Sleep is good. It's good for the people around you. You know when someone's a bit short of sleep, right? Things get snappy. The doors, they shut louder. Their footsteps around the room. It's like, all right, go to bed. You know how it's like. But honestly, parents, raising your little ones, those newborn stages, that first six months, you're practically running around like a zombie, just automatic pilot, right? Knackered, hardly any sleep. My goodness. We need sleep. We need sleep. God designed us to sleep. We're supposed to sleep. So that is sleep on the hour chart, and that's how many hours you spend on sleep. Next up, we've got work. A lot of us have different kind of jobs. Again, I'm just going for the averages here. The average New Zealand working week is 40 hours a year. Add that up over the total of a year. Sorry, per week. 40 hours per week. A year, flip, that's an hour, less than an hour a day, way less. Anyways, put that across a year, 40 hours a week, across a year, that is 2,080 hours that we spend working, 12.48 weeks. So here we go, it's another big chunk, right? You see that in the green? That's a lot already. Sleep and work takes up about two-thirds of our time within a year. But that is time spent well. All right, church, time spent well working and sleeping. Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created. God worked. The first chapter of the Bible, we read about creation, six days where God is working. We are made in the likeness and image of a working God. Genesis 2.15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Understand, this is before the fall. All right? So this is a good thing. Work is good. What does work do? It generates an income. Yeah? It pays the bills. It feeds our families. It feeds ourselves. Puts a roof over our heads. And if we didn't work, if we don't work, well, we stress out, right? We can get a little bit short of, of finance to be able to live. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 10, it says, The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. In other words, when you do the mahi, you get the treats. Yeah. All right? Work is good. But again, work should also be an act of worship. Colossians 3:23, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for human masters. When we work, we can use that to represent Jesus. In the marketplace, you can be that light in the darkness. Use your work to honor and glorify God. Work is how we build the kingdom. It's how we live. It's how we provide for our families. It's how we can be a blessing to others. It's how we prepare for retirement and leave a legacy for future generations. Ecclesiastes 5.12 says, people who work hard sleep well. Whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. The harder you work, the better you're going to sleep. So there we go. Two activities that we've covered here. Sleep and work, time well spent. The third one we're going to look at is screens. Screen time. And this was the real doozy for me. This is the real doozy. I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Screens. Now, all this time is made up of your scrolling. This is YouTube, Netflix, Disney+, Neon, the news, sport, gaming, whatever device, if it has a screen, this is included in that. However, what I'm about to show you does not include your time at work. So this is all outside of work, okay? And this is the average. So there might be some people here that are well over that. I, should, sort, I certainly was at the start of the year, but the average screen time of the New Zealand adult is 2.5 hours a day, outside of work. Smartphones, iPads, desktops, TVs, streaming. Put that in a year: 912 and a half hours per year. 5.2 weeks that we spend on our screens. That's a lot. I checked my phone earlier this week, and my average was two hours. But then I remembered, hang on, I've been on the iPad as well, uh, <laughs> I was like, dang it, I'm over the average, so I've got stuff to work on still. At the start of the year, I was around four hours, and so you can imagine how much larger this red section would be. But understand this, screens, if used properly, can add value to us, can add value to our lives. However, it's not just the time that we're spending on it, it's what we're watching. What are we watching? What are we feeding ourselves? Because what we feed grows. What content are we allowing into our lives? And doesn't match what the Word of God has to say when it comes to our thought life and the things that we're dwelling on. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So when you're on Facebook and you're looking through those comments section, if you're getting really rolled up, put that keyboard down. All right, maybe it's time for you to just back off a little bit. All right, what what is what is the content that you're watching doing on the inside? Right, is it leading you towards Christ, or is it conflicting against what the Word of God says? What are we watching? What are we doing? What are we submersing ourselves in? But what are we letting in, What are we letting into our households? What are we allowing our kids to watch as well? That's a biggie. Do we know what our children are watching? Do we know where they're taking their devices? That's a little something for parents there. We've got to be careful. The screen can be a, a real tool and a good one if used carefully and wisely. So that is screens, a big chunk there. Now let's move on to church. Any guesses on how, how, how many of these squares we fill up with church? Well, here at Connect, an hour, a service here within this service is an hour 10, right? We do a lot of services throughout the year, but let's just say that we all come a bit earlier. We check in, we're here, we're nice and early, and then we stay for a little bit afterwards for coffee. Let's just round it off to about one and a half hours a week, okay? Add it up across an entire year. That is 78 hours in a year that we spend at church. 0.46 weeks of the year. So here we go. There's our church slither right here. That's our slice of the pie. That's that there. All right. So this is one and a half hours per week at church. But hang on. That's if you get to church every single week. All right. All right. So that that could even be less. And it's if we stay for a little bit of fellowship afterwards. I know people in the 8 a.m. service, they stay until this one starts. So straight away, they just doubled that. They took up the whole entire square. But coming together, doing church, that is important. And it's what we should be spending our time doing. Taking a moment during the week to gather with other believers. It's part of God's plan. It's how we stay connected. It's how we build up our faith. We come together for fellowship, to worship God, and also to hear from the Word. Church is good for us. Amen? It's good for you. It fuels our faith. Keeps us connected to the body and to the mission of the gospel. Hebrews ten, twenty-four, twenty-five. It says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing. Gathering, being in God's house, it is good. Growing up, family of seven, mom, dad, five kids, my parents, they helped us place value on the right things. They showed us where to put our time on the things that mattered most. And they did this by first living it out themselves, right? They'd say it, but they'd live it out themselves. And I remember going to church and potlucks and having people fill our house after every Sunday and being Frustrated. I remember times when I was frustrated as a kid, as a teenager, because I wanted to play in reps teams. I wanted to do sports on Sundays. I didn't want to go to youth camps. I didn't want to go to conferences because I'd rather do something else with my time. But in hindsight, on this side, I now have a good reason why Mum and dad were intentional with how they raised us kids. Because Mum and dad knew that in order for me to have strong foundations, that I would need many many building blocks to be laid down for when I was older. Proverbs 22 verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Church is good for us. It's good for our families. It's good for our kids. I just want to encourage parents. Come on, let's be parents. Let's train up our kids. Let's show them the way that they go. We were all kids before. We all thought that we knew what was right, what was best for us, what was best for us. But as parents, as the ones that are older, that know what the future has got ahead of them, hey, let's be parents. Let's really help them have strong foundations for their future. And here, if you've had a relationship for, with, a, with a short time with Jesus, I want to encourage you, keep coming to church. If you've only known Christ for a short time, keep coming to church. Keep being in this space of faith that your faith and your foundations would be strengthened as well so church is good the last one i've got here is devotions our devotional life now this is the time throughout the week right where we give of ourselves to god where we devote some time to pray to read the word to feed ourselves to seek god how much time are we spending with him out of the week sunday i got to say is not enough to sustain us it's not enough to grow you all right This part here, our devotional life, that really does matter. If we want to grow in relationship with God, we've got to do life with God. We've got to journey with Him. He is a relational God, and He wants to walk with you every step of the way. So how much time are we spending? Are we spending time? Five minutes? Fifteen? Had a few hands that were up for an hour in the 8 a.m. How much time are you spending in devotion with God? Let's just say 15 minutes, right? If we do 15 minutes every single day, wherever you put it, the start of the day, your time with God, 15 minutes over the course of the year is 91 hours. 0.54 weeks of the year in your devotional life. So you can see right here that our walk with God, church and devotion, that all fits within one week of 52 and I remember seeing the screen time versus church and devotion. I was like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Absolutely stunned when I saw that. And that is the challenge for us. If we want to grow, if we want to become mature disciples in Christ, then we really need to focus how much time that we are spending with our Creator. Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I play a game with my boys, hide and seek. They're at the great age where they hide in the same place every time. (laughs) Yeah, and I hide in the same place every time, but every time that I find them, it's like the first time they've been found, right? And every time they find me, it's the first time that I've been found, and it's so I act all like, "Ah, oh, you found me. It's a good time. Their, their laughter and the smiles on their faces is just so priceless. Every single time they find Daddy, it's like, we found you. We found what we were looking for. Sometimes I'll change where I hide, and if they go past me, I change again. And he'll run around, and I change again. It to this game where he's literally just chasing after what he hears, my footsteps running around the place until he finally finds me. Church, when was the last time that you sought after God? Were you actually seeked Him? The person, Jesus. Not the outcomes that you were hoping for. Not what He can offer. When was the last time you sought after Him? His righteousness. I've got to tell you, our God is a God who draws near to those that draw near to Him. Sunday alone is not enough to sustain us, church. If we want to grow, we've got to be prepared to put in the work, to spend our time where it matters most. You might be wondering what else goes in this space here that's eating, that's driving, that's getting ready for your day, hobbies. To fill up one of these squares, all you need to do is spend 25 days sorry 25 minutes in a day consistently and that's one square so this is there stuff in your life that you're doing 25 minutes every single day that's one square maybe it's fitness maybe it's just travel what is it that you're spending your time on I gotta tell you this fills up really really quick and it will look different for all of us but the question is are we spending it where it matters most when you're going for a run Put, your, put some worship music on. Have a time of worship. When you're in the car, play some play some worship. Listen to some sermons. You know, just spend those times to maximize what you've already been given. Ephesians 5:15 verses, Ephesians 5 verses 15 to 17. It says, "Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore." Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And where do we find out what His will is? In His word. In that quiet place. So wisdom is the correct use of knowledge. And with this new knowledge that you've just seen and learned today, let's be ones who live wisely. So what needs Adjusting. What needs stopping? What needs starting? Maybe there's something that needs a little bit more time as well. And what could do with less? What does it look like for our kids? Where are they spending their time? What does it look like for our families and in our marriage and our personal walk with God? to read that first scripture again, Psalm 90, verses 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And that is my prayer this morning, that God would teach us to number our days, that we would make the most of the time that we have here on earth. And I hope you found this challenging this morning. I hope you found it interesting. I hope it's made you think but I want to encourage you as we leave here this morning, why not have a talk with somebody about how you're spending time, how you're doing things. If you're a part of our Facebook community page, I'm going to be putting up the activity sheet on there as well so you can download it and you can personalize it to however you want. You can literally add up all the different activities to get a better picture and bird's eye view of how you're doing life. If you're not on our community page, come see us at guest services and we'll show you how you can get linked in with that. Church, if we can please stand. Thank you, Jesus. As we close the service, just want to say if you need prayer for anything afterwards, we have a prayer station over to your left at the front with a prayer team who would love to pray with and for you about anything. So I encourage you to come to the front on your left. They'd love to pray for you if you need prayer for anything. Thank you, Jesus. I was gonna pray and declare a blessing over your church. So if you wanna hold your hands out like this, let me just do that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you just give us wisdom, Lord God. Wisdom in these coming days. Holy Spirit. Wisdom on how to spend our time. The things to start, the things to stop, the things to grow. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to us so clearly that we would grow, that we would become strong disciples, ambassadors of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.